This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi there, it's Saturday quiz time again. Thanks for joining me. My name's John Leary and as always, I'm here to ask the questions and my guests are going to try and answer them. As the Melbourne International Comedy Festival wraps up, there's time for one more episode with a comedian. My first guest has been on the show before, usually accompanied by the two other members of his comedy trio. This time, however, He's here to talk about his new podcast series, Minuscule Musical. So joining him on this episode is one of his collaborators from the world of musical theatre. Welcome to the show, Jon and Carlos Zaid. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thank you. My pleasure. For having us. Tell me about your new podcast, Jon. Okay, so um, I have, with six other collaborators, one of them being Carlos, written a short musical for each episode. So six short musicals. Six short musicals. And then we perform them in front of a crowd and we kind of chat about them. And actually, in the case of Carlos's one, we had quite a lot of audience participation. <laughs> do, you want to talk, do you want to talk about that? Well, the, the minuscule musical in itself was about Bono and The Edge from U2 writing the musical of Spider-Man the Musical. So its initial title was Spider-Man the Musical the Musical. And then I think we shifted it to eight legs good, two legs bad. I think that, that's the final title we ended up with. It is the, it is the current title. Um, but when we threw to the audience uh, for Q&A at the end, there was someone who actually had seen Spider-Man the Musical, much to our oh, surprise. Oh, wow, the one on Broadway. The one the, on Broadway. much maligned and... Uh, ill-fated uh, would probably be... Ill-fated yeah. is a good, is a good <laughs> way, a good term, yeah. <laughs> So she'd seen it about seven times from choice. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. She was a big U2 fan and she, she paid quite a lot of money to see it fail ostensibly mm, seven times. Didn't... For the guy to be dangling over the audience and for a show stop seven times. And wow. I think, you know, having done quite a few musicals in my life, I don't think I've been in seven show stops but she saw seven show stops almost like you know like week after week she kept coming back to see it how incredible she paid to see one performance at which there was a big technical problem with a dangling spider-man yeah and then she went the dangling man i'm I'm coming again and it happened again because i want to see it yeah real (laughs) like no i I want to see it work no well you'll have to listen to the podcast to to maybe both maybe try and work out her motivations but um, she got to see it. Like it, the show stopped each time she went. 
each of the seven times, didn't it? Maybe it was her. Yeah. Maybe she was the problem. Maybe she was. <laughs> she was some sort of hex. Wow. Yeah. I, I was in New York during that time, during the time that Spider-Man was previewing, I think. And it was, I mean, it was the talk of the town for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knew that it was, before previews had even started, Everyone knew that this was going to be a massive disaster. So the, so the musical that we, that Carlos and I wrote together takes place right. long before all that. It takes place long when before. Bono and the Edge are just having the idea to write a Spider-Man musical. And they've just seen The Lion King. And in in Dublin. The lo- yes, in, in Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> and and they're going to, they're going to like, Buttonhole is that the right word? They're gonna they're gonna corner Julie Taymor, who directed The Lion King, and go, "Hey, oh, yes, yes, let's do let's a Spider Man musical." You know, together. you know what what franchise can really translate well to theatre stage, <laughs> theatre setting? Spider Man. Spider Man. I mean, it's yeah. a great idea. <laughs> so these are the you know these are the good times. This is this is before there's yes. men, men dangling over the audience. This is yeah the, yeah. You know, this is the the genesis of of such a. A brilliant wow. idea. So that's okay, like so great. that's one of six musicals, and I think it's safe to say, as the producer of the podcast, Andrew said, he said, "Geez, that's some inside baseball." That's like the most <laughs> sort of meta one. A lot of the other ones are like more like sort of, I guess, just grounded stories. Like one of them's about a about this kid who's getting a lift from his mum, and they're on the way to the mall, and unbeknownst to her, he's going to have like a a, a a fight there, like with a kid from school. That's one of them, right? Um, there's another one, uh, the one we did with Sammy J, is about uh, a convict, and this is based on a true story, who in, um, in colonial Tasmania tried to escape from prison by wearing a kangaroo skin. Wow. That, that, Brilliant. Yes, yeah, so that is based on a true story. And that actually happened. Well. Or was what, attempted. <laughs> yeah, it was attempted. Yeah, was attempted. brilliant. Yeah. Wow, how funny. Okay, good. Yeah. Thanks for all that. Thank you. Okay, well, on this uh, podcast, I mean, we're, we've gone a long way away from, from what this podcast is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to do a quiz, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to do a quiz. Right usually on. I ask my, my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia before we even get into the questions. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? I do, but there's a good chance that I did it last time I was on with the tripod men. Should I do it? And then you can just sort of shut me down. <laughs> Shut me down if it. Sure, if I did. I mean, I might not remember it if it is okay. Well, yeah. and neither will the listeners, what you- right? <laughs> sure. So, so my 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 piece of trivia is that the origin of the term right hand man comes from the idea that when you're like a king sitting at court and you're sitting there and you've got a man, you know, you've got an advisor either to either side of you, right? But you you're most probably right handed, okay? Which means that in order to draw your sword, which you're going to draw from the left side of you, right, and mm-hmm. strike one of the people next to you, you want the most trusted one on the right because it's quite hard to, like, hack at someone on your right. If you Imagine yourself drawing that sword from your left and then trying to hack down at the person on your right, whereas the person on the, your left, you can draw that sword and just really get a good swing at them. So you put yes, the least trusted person on the left. Well, wow. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good piece of trivia. What about you, Carlos? Do you have a uh, piece of trivia for me? I, I hadn't pre-prepared one. Um, no, of course. I don't tell I don't my know. guests <laughs> to do that. Polar bears, you know, ha- don't, don't, they're not white. They're, they're see-through. Yes. Oh. Well, well, they're, yeah, yeah, interestingly, we have had someone on 
who's used this piece of trivia. They're actually black, so yeah. their their skin is black, but their fur is transparent. Oh, is and it's reflecting of, the uh, light. Well, it does. Yes, it does reflect the light. Yeah. the The person I had on last time said that it reflected the snow. Yeah, the and snow. that's why they're white. Yeah, I said the, but the white, polar bears yeah. in captivity are not are, are still white. So it doesn't that- matter the surrounds. But it's the refraction of the light ah. yes, that, that bounces around on the inside Reflect- of their right. of their uh, fur tubes, fur tubes. Uh, that makes them look white. Refra- refraction, fur not tubes. reflection. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. They're very tiny tubes. Mm. Mm. That's a bit There, there you go. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit gross. Okay, good. Thank good. you for those pieces of trivia. Let's get into the quiz. You ready? Question number one. A 1971 live-action animated musical fantasy film starring Angela Lansbury is titled... Now, I've got the first two words of this title, but it's really going to give it away when I when I say those. So, Good. Can any, we start answering clues? now? Yes. I want to say Lord of the Rings. No. Okay. And it's Angela Lansbury. Okay. Angela Lansbury, 71. It's a musical... Yeah. Fantasy, and that it's live action and animated. So there's animation within the live action. It's mainly live action with some animated elements. Was it, well, it wasn't Mary Poppins. Wasn't Mary Poppins because no. that was what's her name? Uh, um, yeah, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. So and interestingly, you mm. you you kind of on the right path because that film, Mary Poppins prevented this film from being made when it was originally slated. So the, well, I'm thinking um, around that time it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but... Yeah, it's a little bit after that. It's a bit after that. Was there one called Spoonful of Sugar? All right, let, no. let me give you the first two okay, words yeah, okay, of okay. the... I feel like I should ...of notice. the title. It is Bed Knobs and, and Broomsticks. Broomsticks. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, Bed exactly. And broomsticks, that's right. Yes, loosely based upon the books The Magic Bed Knob or How to Become a Witch in Ten Easy Lessons and Bonfire and Broomsticks, both written by the author Mary Norton, who also wrote the 1952 novel The Borrowers. Do you, are you familiar with that? I think I've heard of that. Did they make that into a film in yes, like the 80s or 90s? They've made that into several films, ah. actually. Most recently, uh, only a couple of years ago with Stephen Fry. But it was also, it's been adapted into a Studio Ghibli or Ghibli uh, animation, The Secret World of Ariete. Okay. Do you know that one? No. No. So one one of the Studio Ghibli films, The Secret World of Ariete, or just Ariete sometimes, is based on, yeah, The Borrowers, which is another fantasy children's book. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Mm. Good work. Question number two. What, beginning with C, is the term for the science or practice of drawing maps? Cartography. Uh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> Cartography. Should I? <laughs> what, did you, what did you say, Carlos? Well, I went hair for my buzzer hair. sound. No, hair. You know, oh. that, was, that was a buzzer sound. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realised maybe buzzer was not required. 
<laughs> Buzzers are not required, and it's it seems that, that neither of you have any hair, so I don't know why hair was yeah. your buzzer noise. Oh, you could have spared people of that fact. <laughs> That's right. It is cartography. Thank you. Uh, very well done. Question number three. Nusa Dua is a resort area on which island? I think... I, I think have either of is, you been to I'm thinking Nusa Dua? It's N-U-S-A... Yeah. D-U-A. It sounds like um, Indonesian or something, doesn't it? It does sound Indonesian. Or Thai. Or does it sound Thai or does it sound Indonesian, Johnny? It sounds Indonesian. <laughs> uh, right. I want to say uh, Bali. Is that, a, is that an island? That, yeah. Yep. Go for it. Say Bali because okay. that is the correct answer. Bali. Very well done. Bali. Have either of you been to Nusa Dua? No, I think it's Noosa, Dua. I've been, no, to, I've been to all the areas around there, but I've never actually been to Bali. I've been, to, you Bali, been to Bali, but I don't know. We, I have, but I don't know whether we were in Noosa, Dua or not. Apparently, not it's sure. the fancy, the super fancy bit. Oh, that would have been. Oh, that'd, no, be, that'd be been. where I would have been then, if it was the fancy bit. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> very well done. <laughs> Question number four. What word is both a part of a ship or boat and someone strict or serious in character? Stern. Stern is the right answer. Nice. Very well done. I know my boats. If you, uh... I don't know my boats. <laughs> <laughs> but I know no? what stern is. Yeah. Do you have a system for, do you have like a little mental system for knowing which is port and which is starboard? Oh, that's a good I, a I good don't. question. I'm yes, I do. If, yeah, I believe that port is the left side of like if you're facing the front of the boat. Yeah, port okay. is on the left, and I know that because left has the word left has four letters in it. Oh yeah, uh, that's good. As does the word port. Okay. That'll so do. that's how that's my mnemonic for remembering port and starboard. Okay. But why is Not, port on the left? Oh, why? Are we going into why it's why? there? Oh, be, I oh, guess I re- that's because you you know that's where you port where you dock, as in where you dock. Yeah, you can't dock be. to the right because when you think of no right hand docking. But like, think about no right. I don't think there is. Like, think about picture yeah. a, picture a boat coming in to to dock, or it is always pointing yes, that way, yep. and or aeroplanes. Why yes, is it always pointing that way? <laughs> what? Why? What? Why is it always pointing that way? Okay. Because that's always... where the doors are. <laughs> that's what side the to doors do with, are. Is it to do with like the better hand to like stab a person as you get off a ship? Like, yeah, maybe, no. maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe when you, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Maybe they relate to each other. They probably do. In in it, all honesty, better side for a sailor, maybe. <laughs> better side. The, their left hand side is always their better side. <laughs> Because most of the eye patches are on the right. Ah. Yes, maybe. Oh, hello. Because no. when you lose, when someone <laughs> like goes to stab you with a, yes. you know, like get you with a, a sword, Cutlass. and they get you in the yeah. eye, you're more like, I reckon you're more likely to get hit. Yeah, on the right. Um, yep. On the right? No, on the left. On there the you left. go. You, no, you're more likely more to get hit left. on the left. More on the, yeah. But apparently, well, here's, here's a bit that. of trivia about eye patches but and pirates... The, the notion of why pirates wore eye patches, it's not apparently because of the loss of an eye or an injury or something like that. 
They would apparently wear patches over one eye to get that eye accustomed to the dark. Because when they went inside the ship, which are naturally very dark, there's no artificial lighting, they would then swap the patch to the other eye so that that the, the eye under the patch was accustomed to the dark so that they could see any, you know, threats or they could see where the booty was. Oh. I love that. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. Nice little bit of uh, opportunity for a bit of trivia. <laughs> All That's right. What we're here for. Question number five. <laughs> that, that is what we're here for. Question number five. How many red flags occurred at this year's Australian F1 Grand Prix? And there's a bonus point for naming the Australian driver who finished eighth. So here's your sport question. There's always a sport question in this quiz. And this one's yours. How many Do red you know flags? how many red flags occurred? Wasn't that the one where people broke through the barrier? No, right. I don't think okay. so. There was, so we've eliminated that. That's but there was some kind of accident. I don't think so. Wasn't there? Like there was some serious accidents, weren't there? Yeah. So, so answer me this first. Yeah. Do you know what a red flag is? Means on a, I reckon on a it means, Formula One Grand Prix. I reckon it's it means good. stop. Yeah, you're pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I mean red, red means stop. There are there are ten main flags in Formula One with drivers liable to face punishment if they if they do not heed the right. requirements of each one when they're in use. A red flag means a session is suspended and drivers must slowly return to the pits. With the session potentially resuming wow. once the, once the yeah, like the whole they all the whole race has back. to be like they can they're the just whole pausing race that is race. suspended they're just pausing Basically, that and then yes. they can carry on and it's still the same race and they maintain the same positions yeah they they and depending on the the type of restart so there are two types of restart there is a rolling restart yep. or a standing Ending. restart right yes well I'll give you another clue okay. This was the most amount of red flags in a Formula One race ever. Ever. What do you reckon? Mm. I reckon five. I'm going to say five is a little high. Oh, what are you going to say? I'm going to say three. Bingo. Three. Three red flags. Right. So, yeah, there were three red flags. And the first one didn't happen until, I think, the 54th uh, lap. Wow. How many laps did they do? And then... Uh, 58, I think. Okay. And so that's what that's why it was weird. It was like, we're nearly done. Mm. Do we, you know, should we really keep going? Yeah. And so they had one, or maybe the 52nd lap or something like that. And then they had it two laps later, they had another red flag. And then they didn't even get, they, they sort of restarted for the second time. And they didn't even get a, a partial lap done where they had an, another red flag wow so yes lots lots of flags and that was what caused them i still got this idea in my head i can still see people coming onto the track it was when no was it was <laughs> various different crashes right so, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, to, yeah. To, for safety then yeah to, exactly yeah. yeah clear the track and yeah make sure the person's that's right, right. Mm. Yeah. in the in the one where they go around south melbourne I'm clearly showing my in-depth... That's, it. That's exactly the one. That's the one, right? 
But, yep. but there were people, there were some problems with people pushing on the fence and stuff, weren't there? And that someone... might be true. I, yeah. I don't have that information in front of me. Uh, so I, I can't tell you you're wrong. But, uh, but, but yeah, uh, I, I... There's I no bonus point for that. Okay. <laughs> no, the bonus point is for naming the Australian driver who finished eighth. Eighth. David um, Morpult. No. Uh, hang on. The, um, not even close. Uh, hang o-P on. O-P are his initials. O-P. 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 Owen? That's not where I was heading. Owen? Oliver? No. Hang on. Uh, Oscar. Uh, Oscar. Oscar is the right first name. Oscar. Peterson. Oscar is correct. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a clue on his surname, which I believe it's very close to the word that we use for a sweet breakfast treat. Porridge. Croissant. <laughs> um, well, what is a croissant made of? Butter. Pastry. What What did you say? Pastry. Pastry. Oliver. So. Okay. Oscar. 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 Piastri. Oscar Piastri is the hey. right answer. There you go. Is he Australian? There you go. I didn't think it was. Oscar Piastri he's is Australian. An Australian. There yeah. You go. Very go. well done to him, and very well done to you. You got there in the end. <laughs> that was very kind. All right. Yes, well, uh, all right, we're going to take a quick little break. All right. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Jon and Carlos Zaid. And we are up to question number six. Name the esteemed Australian painter and winner of the Wynn, Sulman and Archibald Prizes who died this month aged 95. Oh, yeah. He had a really great beret. He, yes, often in a beret. Jan, does that help? <laughs> nah. Um... <laughs> um <laughs> He was married a lot of artists have berets. He was married four times. I know lots of esoteric facts about him. That's not going to help me. You just his name escapes you. Yeah, he was married four times. Um, He was estranged from his children for a good deal of his life. I know all this, but I don't know his name. Um, He share. uh, He and I share a first name. Ah, okay. Johnny. Well, just John. John. It's John. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Mills. No, that's not him. Um, uh, no. And his surname John... starts with O. O. Oaken. Austin. Oaken. <laughs> John. No, o- cha- change John change o- that K to a to an L. Who John did a K? Olson. 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 John Olson. Olson. <laughs> There we Jesus go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> really, really left a, left a mark on, on both your uh, 
psyches, didn't he? John Olson was I, the. I found his story quite interesting. More yeah, interesting he, he, I than mean, his he's, name. He's uh, a beautiful artist. He I, is. I love his work. Yeah, that, like he he would often do uh, kind of large scale, almost a bird's eye view uh, landscapes. Mm, right. Mural, uh, mural type action. Yeah, mm. yeah. There you go. John Olson died this month, aged ninety-five. All right. Question number seven: Is promethium a chemical element or a constellation? I'm going to say a fifty-fifty, consta- guys. I'm- constellation. Yeah, I think you both go in constellation. I think chemical element. I think constellation. I think one of you should at least choose the other option just yes. to cover your, element, uh, cover your bases. Yeah, I'm it going... It is a chemical... It's oh, a chemical it <laughs> element. Yeah. It's an extremely rare chemical element with only about five to 600 grams naturally occurring in Earth's crust at any given time. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And what's the, what's the link between that and the creatures that... And Prometheus? Created men, yes. Well, let me tell you this. In 1902, Bohuslav Brauner suggested that there was a then unknown element with properties intermediate between those of the known elements neodymium and samarium. So that neodymium has the uh, a, uh, atomic weight of 60 and right. samarium has the anatomic weight of 62 so okay. there was supposed to be a uh, an element with an atomic weight of 61 so finally henry mosley a few years later confirmed that there was a missing he, he found that the atomic number 61 was missing when he measured the atomic numbers of all the then known elements. But does there have He'd to sort be... Sorted through. There has to be... Does there have to a, be? A thing for each number. Well... Is that how atomic numbers work? Yes. What is an atomic Theoretically. weight? It, well, you've put me on the spot. It's the, the number of atoms or something like that. Oh, in the little the, cluster or whatever uh, of things. I don't exactly know. It has proved to be true that yeah. there are things with, the, you know, each number does have an element assigned to it. Okay. Um, wow. So it was finally isolated in 1945 after a, you know, some kind of radioactive experiment. And the discoverers proposed the name Prometheum derived from Prometheus, the right. titan in Greek mythology who stole fire from Mount Olympus and brought it down to humans to symbolise, and this is their quote, both the daring and the possible misuse of mankind's intellect. So because it is linked, Prometheum is linked to um, atomic energy and the, the, you know, the benefits and the dangers therein. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Question number eight. Video Killed the Radio Star was the first music video aired on MTV. The second was You Better Run by which female artist? You Better Run. You Better Run. It is not... I'll say this about the song. It's not one of her best. 
Mm. And it's not, I don't, well, I didn't know it. And I certainly didn't know it was this person's song. Pat Benatar? Oh, wow. Oh, well done. Very yeah. well done. Yeah, I didn't mind a bit of Pat Benatar. I oh, yeah? Pretty, pretty bit of a Pat good. Benatar? Yeah, I mean, it's no love is a battlefield. In fact, I don't think I can hum a bar of uh, You Better Run. No, but, yeah. But I, it was a, I guarantee you wouldn't be able to hum a bar of it because it's not a, not a great song at all. But being yeah. as you are of uh, Polish heritage, ah. so is Pat Benatar. Really? Benatar mm-hmm. was not her... Uh, was not her birth name. Benatarvich. <laughs> no, Benatar was was her um, first husband's surname oh, uh, that she took. <laughs> no, she was born Patricia May, and I'm going to mangle this, I'm sorry, Andrievsky. A-N-D-R-Z-E-J-E-W-S-K-I. Sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> and Andrievsky. There you go. So it was a yeah. psychic, psychic link. That's how I was There you go, yes. Through my it's heritage. A, a racial psychic <laughs> link. <Yeah>. Ratio-psychic <laughs> <Maybe>. link. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. All right, question number nine. The Trojan War began as a quarrel between the goddesses Aphrodite, Athena and Hera... Over a golden what? There's a multiple choice here, but do you, will you maybe get golden. it? Oh, God, I should know this. So something golden that they fought over. Oh, shall I give over? you the oh, yes. Go on. The three, three options? Yep. Oh, yeah. Was it a, a, a golden ring, B, a golden egg, or C, a golden apple? Ah, oh, I want to say apple. I think it yeah. was the apple too. Yeah. Yeah, it was the apple. Yeah. It was a golden apple. Yeah. Do you know that? Do either of you know the story? No. Oh, I don't. I Let should. me tell I, you. I've been listening to the Stephen Fry things, but. Yeah, Isn't it remember. great? It's which very, one are you, it's which very one are you great. on? I think the last one I listened to was Troy. So, yeah, um, right. Yeah. It, it would have been in there. Yes. Yes. Let me tell you this. The war originated as a quarrel between three goddesses, Aphrodite, Athena and Hera, over a golden apple, sometimes referred to as the apple of discord and the judgment of Paris. So this all happened at the wedding of Peleus and Thetis, who would go on to become the parents of Achilles. So Eris, E-R-I-S... Yep. The goddess of strife and discord was naturally not invited to the to the wedding of Peleus and Thetis. So in retaliation, she threw a golden apple over the wall amongst the goddesses, Aphrodite, Athena and Hera, mm. with the inscription, to the fairest. Ah. And so the three of them all claimed the apple and took it to Zeus to decide which which one of them was the fairest, but he was having none of it. And so he chose Paris, the son of King Priam of Troy, to settle the debate. I'm not sure exactly why he chose Paris. The The idea was that Paris was somehow an honourable uh, judge of right. things. 
Anyway. That's some very confident uh, people to all think that they're, to each think that they're the fairest. Well, they. I mean, they were, they they were, were goddesses. goddesses so yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they were pretty. Not people. They're, they're, they're pretty they high up on the fair yeah. scale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so each of the goddesses tried to sway Paris's judgment with bribes according to their powers. So Athena, goddess of war, offered him victory in battle. Hera offered Paris political power and promised, to, promised him to be king of all men. And Aphrodite, the goddess of love, offered him the most beautiful woman in the world in marriage who happened to be Helen. Problem was, Helen was married, already married to King Menelaus, uh, the king of Sparta. So when Paris went, actually, Aphrodite, you win. You're the fairest. Mm. Here you go. Now give me, give me some Helen. And that, that's when Paris went to Sparta under the guise of a diplomatic mission and abducted Helen. To bring her back to Troy. They're right. in starting the, the war. The war. Yeah. Wow. All that over an apple. I know. Gosh. There you go. There we go. It really was an apple of discord. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. And and all be, all because Eris wasn't invited to the wedding. Just invite people. If in doubt, invite someone. I think that's the... I mean, I know everyone's on a budget. Especially but... if they're the goddess of strife and discord. You yeah, probably... yes, yes. All right, we are up to the final question. Here we go. Question number 10. Which global cosmetics giant this month bought Australian skincare company Aesop for $3.7 billion? Skincare company. I'm going to say yes. Lancome. 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 Incorrect. You've oh. got the first, the correct first letter. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Oh, okay. I reckon I know. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and tease, tease it out of you. Can I try and make Carlos get what I think it is, and then you sure. can, you can like. Watch if you're on over the wrong that. track, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. Okay. Liste louder. Not, not este lo- so, louder. Okay. Um, it, How are you gonna do this? So there's a famous brick company. That it sounds slightly like. It's a famous Australian brick company. Australian brick company? It sounds a little bit like that one. Am I right, Johnny? What's... what's Oh, okay. No, I got you. L'Oreal. Wow. Is that it? Because you're thinking Borrel 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 Bricks. bricks. And the only other one I can think of was New Brick, and I'm like... (laughs) Borrel Bricks? Wow. (laughs) You're correct. It is L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Very well done. And I love that you got there via bricks. That is bonkers. <laughs> Super duper. 3.7 billion for Aesop. It's pretty wow. good, isn't it? It's pretty good, yeah. Aesop was established in 1987 by hairdresser Dennis Pafitas in Armadale, Victoria, at his salon where he blended essential, essential oils into hair products. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Right. Good on him. Absolutely. And is it called, is wow. the company called Aesop because it makes you want to stand by a, a body of water and like look at your own reflection and, and like. Who were you thinking? You, you know that. Narcissus. Well, there's an, there's an Aesop fable where a dog's got a bone yeah. in his mouth and he's looking in the water oh. and he's going, oh, 
I, I'm going to get. I, I, I want look, that there's bone. a dog with another bone. I'm going to get his bone as well. And he opens his mouth to go and get the oh, other dog's and bone. Did. And the bone falls in the water. Bone gone. There was never another dog. There was never another bone. Yeah. He's just a wet what's the, dog what's now. What's the moral there? What's the lesson there? <laughs> I don't know. It's just about Look grief. after your hair. Look don't, after your hair. Avoid reflections, <laughs> maybe? Yeah. In actual fact, he, call, he decided to call the company Aesop. He named the brand after the Greek fabulist and storyteller as an intentional ploy to mock the puffery exhibited in the advertising and cosmetics industry. Ah, so he's like he's yeah. like he's like the sort oh. of the Donald Trump of of cosmetic. You know, he's like I'm just a real guy. I'm not. You know, they're all bullshit. My yeah. whole thing is I'm I, I'm like you. Sure. I I mean I don't know if Dennis would <laughs> he, pro- he would love that, would love uh, that. Comparison? It's probably but, a better uh, one. Sure. You, the Bernie Sanders. It probably is of, a better one. Let's go with that. Because Bernie Sanders in I a like way the is similar. You know, like I'm actually a real guy and I will mock I will mock yeah. the way politicians, you know, are phonies. How about that? That's how yeah, the dog about. and the bone. I think the dog and the bone's quite <laughs> The dog and the bone's <laughs> Spend more bone. time yeah. looking after your fur yep. yeah. than trying to get that other yeah, dog's don't bone. Don't be greedy about sure. other things. Exactly. Yeah. Don't be greedy, and then you can end up with $3.7 billion. Yes. Uh, well, thank you, gentlemen, for doing the quiz. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks, thank you. And thank you. best of luck, Jon, with your podcast series, Minuscule Musical. Where can people find that podcast? It's on all the places where you, where you normally can get them. If that sounds confusing, just go to minusculemusical.com and you'll find links and you can just play it straight in the browser if, if you want to do it oh, that way. Fantastic. I know it, it's funny when people say, where, where's your, where can I find your podcast? Where's the Saturday quiz? It's like, well, I don't know. Where, where do you listen to podcasts? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're everywhere. It's worth, it's worth saying though. And it, it is also worth saying it's M-I-N-U skill musical. Oh. Not mini skill musical. Um, it just looks better. Mm. I, oh, is it? Yeah, minuscule, minuscule. That, I mean, that is apparently minuscule. that's like the classic spelling. That's how of you it. spell minuscule? Yeah, but but min, minus, like but yeah, the, there is a, there is an accepted I, I, I thought it was other spelling. Minuscule. Yeah. Do you think ah. that has happened with uh, subsequent to the invention of the miniskirt? It hadn't crossed my mind, but <laughs> it's crossing maybe, mine. Maybe it's just crossing. <laughs> Crossing my mind. <laughs> you used to look great in a mini. Remember that ad? Yeah. Great. Did, did, did I? I? I think your cup's full. <laughs> so good to have you on the show. Thanks, Thanks guys. Johnny. Thanks very much. See you have next fun time. fun cutting that. Yes. Yeah. See you around. Thanks for listening all the way through this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I know there's a lot of competition for your ears, so I'm extremely grateful for my audience. You can find Yon's podcast, Minuscule Musical, wherever you're listening to this. And there's a link in the show notes to this episode. Thank you to Jon and Carlos for doing the quiz. Thank you to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people. I pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.